Yeah. Hello, hello. Hello. Yeah, we got a few people here on the phone, so I know they can't really answer right now. But uh, good evening. Hi. All righty. Well, tonight I was gonna I was gonna first say I hope we have no problems with anybody trying to cut in and manipulate the programming here. So we'll see if that'll work out fine this time. And uh, I'd like to start with talking about dreams and talk about astral travel. And how many of you, if you can just raise your hand, I know we got a couple people on the phone here, but if you raise your hands uh, to having dreams that are futuristic, that you actually dream it and it does happen. Okay. Now, do you realize also sometimes you're going an astral and you're out of the body and you're traveling in an astral manner at that point in time? And this is where I feel that we sometimes dream things before they occur. I believe everything happens on the spirit side of life before we reach the physical side of life with those events. And when we have it in a dream level, then we're almost like aware of it and we're watching for it and see when it happens. And it comes through to us in a very strong way at times. I've had dreams at times that were so vivid that you'd see and feel and touch and smell everything. And the event would occur a little bit later on. So I find it fascinating when we step out of the body and astrally travel, we do travel out of the body quite often. I believe all of us do. I don't believe this is something that you're in a conscious basis necessarily choosing to do. I would say on a soul basis, this is a normal mode of transforma transformation from one vibration to another and one dimensional level to another. And we do it all the time. At a soul level, we understand it completely. On a conscious level, we're trying to open the doors to that and allow it to happen. And if we allow it to happen and we're really letting ourselves consciously open ourselves to that, it starts occurring more and more and we start recognizing it, that it's a part of our lives and it really works well. As a child, I remember flying down 422, Route 422, and zigzagging the uh, telephone poles and looping over the wires and doing all kinds of things. And my grandmother used to say to me, it isn't just a dream, it is a reality that you're going and you're doing that, and you're astrally doing that. And I'd come back, and when I'd come back, I'd wake up with a bit of a jolt. I'm sure some of you have had an experience where waking up from a dream state or waking up from an astral flight, and you would wake up with a jolt or like a little bit of a shock in yourself awake. And that happens all the time. And I do feel an energy with that that's so important. In the times we're in in the world right now and all the things going on that are changing and changing so rapidly, I find that more people are doing more dreaming and they're also doing more astral flight. I've had a number of people that are clients of mine comment on the idea that why am I dreaming more and why am I flying out of my body more or floating above my body? Because I know some people get a little uptight with it, so they just hover over the body or they'll hover near the ceiling and not really allow themselves to travel or go a distance away. But, you know, the attachment to the body is always there. It's not going to part company at all. We're fine. I know one, one young man today I talked to, uh, he's 13 years old, read for him. And it was really interesting that he was talking about traveling out of the body and his guides were showing him things and teaching him things. And he didn't really have a good understanding of it. So when we got done with the reading, 
he had a very good understanding of why it's happening and how it's happening and to allow it to occur. And it was really helping him. He's one of these young men that's a computer whiz. He probably knows more about computers than some people that teach computers, but he's done it through his own, his own experience and ability. And I was talking with him about it and he was telling me how he would be over someone's shoulder and watching them on the computer on the spirit side of life. And they were showing him what to do and how to do it. So we do have teachers and loved ones on the spirit side. We all have guides over there. And if we really allow ourselves, we'll start to remember and be aware of them teaching and helping us in the astral state and the dream state. They can come through and help us a lot. And I find that most of us have had dreams that have been very vivid to us in some form. It's been very helpful. And I'd love to see everyone understand it more. You know, as a child, I always had dreams that were very vivid to me. As I've become the adult, I sometimes find myself knowing I dreamt, but I don't remember all the dreams. It doesn't always stick with me in a conscious mind. And I've been focusing more on the idea of putting out the intent and thought that I remember them when I wake up in the morning and they would stick with me in my consciousness. You know, I've had people say to me, well, how, how does it come through that you know what you know on a, on a spirit side? I believe we have the soul mind where we're connected to our spirit, our soul, and we really recognize why we're here, what we've come for, the lessons we're here to learn, what we need to experience. And then we have the conscious mind that has a great deal less awareness of those things. And our conscious mind is striving to understand and be in tune more. And part of it is the astral flight and dreaming. We're making links and connections with the spirit side. And that's one of the things we find that we're needing to be aware of is that happens more and more as time goes on. And that'll continue to happen. And if we do it in a prayerful manner and we put out that intent and thought, it's going to keep occurring. So it's really a wonderful gift to know that it's there and it's coming through. You know, I have a Wednesday night circle here in, at, at Lowydale in fellowship with the spirit on Wednesday nights. And we get into quite a conversation at times about things and not only reading for each other, but the idea of what experiences we're having. And I know a few people there, sometimes they'll have dreams before they come to the circle. And some of the dreams would be depicting messages for someone else in the circle. So there's such a communicative level that we at times miss out on and we're not as aware of as we normally would be. And that's just something I find fascinating. Look how connected we are between people. And one will call the other and say, well, I dreamt about you last night. I had a gentleman call me up while I was in Florida. And he said to me, I dreamt about you. I forget the exact message, but he received a message in a dream. And he called me to warn me of something. And it was very valid. And it's something that if we allow ourselves to relax and be in tune to that, it's going to be something that the key people we choose to be really that close with, it will work for us to help each other. And I've had it happen many times where I've called someone and said, be careful of this, be careful of that, or be aware of this coming. And it happens all the time around me. And I know that we can all set that intent and allow ourselves to be in tune in that manner. And it's a practicing of allowing ourselves to work with it. Now, I know we have a few people on the phone which doesn't, uh, they don't have the video, and we have other people with the video. So I was thinking about it and uh, going to say, um, we'll see if someone has any questions and we'll go from there.
Wave your hand if you have a question. Okay, that's April. April. Hang on, hang on. I love you, Greg. I miss okay. you so much. Okay, my question is, so how, what is the most productive or quickest way to set that intention? <clears throat> By doing a little prayer and a thought as you're going to bed at night okay. to set the intent <clears throat> and literally ask for it in a sense of asking spirit to, to help you in a conscious mind remember all the things that you're experiencing on the spirit side of life. And when I say spirit side of life, I mean the dreams and the astral flight and communication with others, because believe it or not, we all communicate at another level on a spirit level. We all communicate. And it's something that we do without knowing it on a conscious basis. At a soul level, we know it, we recognize it, but we don't recognize it always consciously. I've had it happen where I would say to friends of mine, well, we had a conversation last night. I remember a conversation. And it's really uncanny how it happens at times that they'll say the same things I said and they know the conversation we had. And that happens quite often. So it's something to be aware of that if we just set that a prayerful intent, we then start opening ourselves to that ability. Thank you. That's what You're I'm going to do. Good. I love you, Greg. Anyone else for a question? Yes. Um, we'll do Laura first. Hang on. All right. Hi, Laura. Hi. Nice, nice to hear from you. See you. Good. Um, get this question a lot. Um, what about if you feel that you're just not dreaming? Well, number one, I think it's basically impossible to not be dreaming. Right. It's the idea that we're not remembering the dreams. That, that can happen a lot, and I know it happens with myself at times, and I have to refocus myself to make sure the door is open. And if you do it in, in setting that intent, that really is one of the major ways I, I see it working and working well. Well, because I try to do that every night, and I try to do a little meditation before I go to bed. And on the occasion that I would have a dream, I write it down, you know, as soon as yeah. but it, it just seems to be very, very rare. Well, I would say it this way. Uh, when you're meditating during the day, do you meditate during the day? Uh, late evening and before bed. <clears throat> and sometimes okay. before I get up. Well, then that should be just fine then. Keep reprogramming that belief system. And as you set that in, I do feel it'll start happening more. Plus, uh, there is a factor here that I feel with you personally. Sometimes you feel like you're not sleeping in a real in-depth way. Oh, do I? Yeah, I'm saying to you, sometimes you're not sleeping oh, okay. in a real in-depth way. Okay. And I feel when you're not in that state where you're really in a deeper sleep, you're not going to have the dreams. Okay. Or at least not remember them anyhow. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Okay. And you sometimes have things happen where after you're awake and you're going through your day, would you recognize there's times sometimes put things pop in your mind? Um, to be honest, there are some things that have been on my mind almost daily for the last few years. Yes. So I'm wondering, can you be trying too hard? I mean, well, certainly I you can. 
yeah, I'm you, trying yeah. to be open to everything, their dreams, any signs, this, that, and the other thing. Yeah, that can happen when you're trying too hard, but I feel with you that your mind wanders from one thing to another and you keep trying all these different directions, and at times it ends up a little confusing. Okay. And I feel focusing on one thing at a time, and each time you meditate, put that intent out there again, I think you'll draw it in more and it'll work better. But I have a feeling that somehow you're not getting the real deeper sleep that you're needing. And I feel an energy there that if you get a little deeper in that sleep level and you're really truly rested, I think you're going to start having the dreams more. Okay. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Someone else have a question? Yes. Hang on, let me get her. She's she's working on the sound. Hey, Jane. Hey, Greg. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Good to see you guys. Yeah. Well, Leslie's hair, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, sometimes I, I have a little trouble sleeping. Sometimes I've got so much to do everywhere. But I, I do try to um, pay attention to what I remember when I wake up. And yeah. I'll wake up. It's not exactly a bad dream because if I think about it, it's it's alarming me, but it's nothing really horrible. Yeah. And I'd like to get more direction. Like one time, one time my son was in the hospital. I didn't know it, and this big skull filled up my room. And you had told me he was literally projecting his anxiety out of his head. Yes. So it's something like that. So of course that scared me. I had to leave the light on then after the skull filled up my room. But like things like that, um, how do you how do you ask to be shown in a way that is not alarming or that you can understand that? Because some of the symbols that come across seem to be um, more advanced than I am. <laughs> well, at times you'll have symbols come through that may shake you up a little bit because it's unusual or something like you're talking about it filling the room. And I feel with you... <clears throat> I felt with you that when you're in a calmer state and those things do come through in that clarity, it's something that there's a part of you that automatically, and this is all humans, we all respond to wanting to be in control of it and we're able to control what's happening. And I feel that not that we're not in control, but on a conscious basis, we're not feeling we are in control. Right. So there's a part of you that would want to have more control of that and be able to hold it at bay and hold it in a position of control. And I feel with you, you're learning to allow it to occur without feeling that I need to be afraid of anything. You know, my, my father always said to me when I was a child, you know, all guts and no brains because nothing frightened me. And I feel the energy around that, that I realize as I've gotten older, that I recognize in myself that I don't look at things in a fearful manner. I look at things in a sense of, it's going to come out good in the end. It's going to be a positive energy. And if something comes in and startles me, I look at it as, okay, it's really gaining my attention. And it's not a circumstance of it being bad or good. It's just gaining my attention. And that's where I feel with you. Sometimes you can have things happen, like the example you had there. You know, that would be like a major, you know, occurrence. And when he was projecting all that energy out, you're so much, not only the mother, but I mean, so in tune to him and you picked right up on the energy. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, he called me right after that, and that's yes. where he was. So that's how I found out about it. You know. Yeah. So you should just <coughs> shown in a way that you can understand. And should you say, and please don't startle me. I mean, is that too? Well, you can you can ask spirit to bring it to you in a softer manner, a gentler manner, and please show me what you need to show me, but show me in a manner that I can find more acceptable. And what they'll do is they'll change how they're presenting it. Mm -hmm. And as they soften that to show you, it's something that if there's an intensity, they'll feel you'll feel an energy more with that, that it's almost like saying one to ten. Am I feeling eight? Or am I feeling too, you know? And it's like, then you feel the energy with it. And it's like, okay, this is, a, this is very valid and important. And you feel stronger energy. And it's not so much that you have to be afraid of it at all. There's nothing wrong. And that's what spirit will do because you can bring it in in a softer manner. I've had people that work with mediumship and they would go into a very emotional state and get very upset about things and try to read for someone. And what they were doing is they were tapping in so deeply that they were feeling an overwhelming emotional level. And I feel with you, when you have things happen like that, and again, this is for everybody, you know, there's a little panic comes in and we go, oh my God. And then we're wanting to pull back and shut down some. And I feel with you, the intensity is going to shift for you once you set that intent. It's going to be something that you'll see things, you'll feel things, but it'll come in softer. And if there's something really important, you're then going to feel a little bit of a surge of energy with it that expands that, that'll move it for you. And that you're able to set a perimeter, you know, how drastic can it be here? <clears throat> I've had it happen where there was a gentleman that actually drowned and I woke up feeling the drowning. And I woke up with the drowning feeling and I was under the water looking up and, and watching myself float to the bottom. And I had that experience. And I said to spirit after that, it's like, it's okay to show me what you need to show me, but I want to be the observer of it right. and not the experience yeah, of it. That's good. Yeah. And if you want to do it that way, that would be a nice energy then that you could observe, but you're not participating in, in the full experience of feeling all of it. Yeah, that, that would be good. Because I could feel the cold water pouring into my lungs, oh. and I felt the whole energy of what he was experiencing. <clears throat> yeah, I, I don't want that. That's that's what I'm talking about. That kind of thing. Yes, and that's where when you set that perimeter, I want to be the observer, and that way you can observe what's going on, but you're not in the emotional part of it. You're observing it, and that makes a huge difference. And then how do you separate out, like, I'd like to get more guidance during the day, but mm -hmm. today I, I'm feeling really calm and peaceful, but some days I have so much to do. I'm not. Yeah. So um, how do you, how do you like then, do you, you can't say you want to be the observer, but how do you like open up the other side of it then during the day while you're conscious? Cause it's a, it's a different thing kind of. Well, as you practice with that, and you have a busy day and you have all the dramas and traumas in life around you going on and you're handling what you can handle, there's a part of you that is going to learn to step aside a bit and, and in a way it's being the observer, but what it amounts to is having a quiet space within yourself that you're clear and you're feeling what spirit's giving you. And I've had it happen where I could be very busy and I could be very, very busy. Uh, I'll give you an example. 
uh, I remember being in a psychic fair and I was one of the participants working in the fair and they had dozens and dozens of people there talking and it was so loud that it's almost ear deafening. Mm -hmm. And I remember concentrating on the person that would sit down with me and I'd start focusing on them. I'd do the prayer and open for a reading. And as I would do that, it's like the world went away. And I had that little space to myself that was my own energy. And I was talking to a person, the person's hearing me all right, I'm hearing them all right. And you just literally come into that space and it's a little nucleus you stay in for a moment to bring in the energy and the guidance. Mm -hmm. And as you learn to do that, which will happen, as you're practicing, it'll start occurring more. So and it'll, it'll be expanding for you. You'll be able to do that. You just ask that they show you in the daylight too? Or how do you, what do you? Yeah. Say? Oh, yeah. Yeah, daylight and dark doesn't matter. You know, you're just asking for that attunement. And as you get that attunement, it'll, it'll happen. Uh, I was at a psychic fair in Cleveland, uh, Pawnee Street Church in Cleveland, Ohio. And the lady beside me on the next table over, uh, she had all kinds of poofy things and, and candles and everything going. Well, she caught one of her decorations on fire. And it's starting to really flame up on the table. And she's sliding back away from it. The person sitting there slide back away from it. And I'm reading for the lady, and I unscrewed the lid off my bottle of water, poured it over, put it out, smushed it around with the water a little bit, and I was still reading for the woman. And we got all done, and there was probably 15 people went completely silent around us and was watching. And one lady came over to me afterwards, and she says, Greg, she says, you never missed a beat. She says, you kept reading for her, and you put out the fire and everything. And she said, and you just rolled right into the end of the reading, and you know, did the blessing and you were done. And I said, well, once you're in that space and you're really focusing in that, that should be where you're at. And anything else around you, you in a conscious basis can be in tune to, aware of, and handle. Mm -hmm. So when you're busy working, you could be working, but yet there's that space within you that is able to tap into that calmness and be really centered, as well as the idea of having guidance being given to you at that time. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. Anyone else have a question? Raise your hand if you have a question. Let's ask Nancy on the phone if she has one. Nancy, do you have a question? Um, no. Not at this time. Okay. We just thought I'd check in with you. Okay, thank you. Anyone else want to raise their hand and have a question? When we dream things, I find that there's a lot of times we dream things in our guidance and messages and to program the thought that when we dream things in the morning, we wake up, we remember it. And I want to say, let's, let's do a secondary programming too. Not only we remember the dream, but what did the dream mean? What's the message in the dream? and to remember it in a manner that it really tells us what's going on. Because I know at times I've had dreams where I sit back and look at the dream and think, what in the world did that mean? And we don't really know where it fits or what message it really is. And if we put out that intent to spirit that we're asking them to show us the message, it'll come through. I know there's times I have dreams that are pleasure dreams. 
like I had a dream and I was riding a motorcycle and I was enjoying it and I'm cruising through uh, a nice road with shadows from the trees and it's just beautiful. And I felt that was a calmness and spirit bringing me calmness. You're balancing, you're in control, you're steering it, you're powering it. Everything is you. So when I looked at the dream, it was like I'm cruising along very comfortably and totally relaxed. And it was a wonderful feeling. I woke up feeling great. And that's where I feel spirit at times will bring us things to bring harmony, bring calmness. And it's not always warnings of something dire or something occurring in our lives that we could be afraid of or not want, you know, to have happen. I would say this to all of you. I believe very much that the world is going through some major changes, not only in the aspect of what would be weather and ocean rising and things like that. I really feel that if each of you look at your lives now, you have people around you that you either feel very bonded with, very close with, a nice energy, or you have people that are irritating you and finding yourself feeling like I want to push them away and not have the involvement with them. You know, I've had it happen recently more than normal in the past of people saying, people really annoy me. You know, they really want to not be connected to everyone. And I find what's happening here is our sensitivities are increasing. Our mediumistic sensitivities are increasing. And that's why we'll start having more dreams and more awarenesses and astral flight. All these things will increase more. You know, I had two young men here today, one 15 and one 13. And it was really an interesting energy that they were learning about spirit and they're learning what spirit can do to help them and guide them. And one young man made a comment to me. He said, someone came to me and stood by my bed and extended their hand and wanted me to go with them. And he said, and I wouldn't go. He said, it scared me. I don't know them. And I want to say, you know, I explained to him that it's his guide and that he's becoming more aware because if something was to occur and he did not see it, it frightened him more. But when he saw it, he felt he could be more in control of what's going on. And it was really interesting for him to have this whole belief system shift to the point of accepting that they're there for us. They are our guardian angels and watch over us in spite of our own fears and our own uh, sometimes um, belief systems that are not really what they need to be. And I find with him, as we were sitting there, he saw a guide near me, and he said, I keep seeing an entity to the left-hand side of you. And I said, yes, I said, it's my guide. And I said, and you've noticed they put their hand on my shoulder? And he said, yes. And I said, your guide wants to do that for you and with you to let you know he's there and he's helping you. And pretty soon he was in a calm state of mind, and I watched his guide step in beside him, and was very close to his energy and he kept moving his arm and doing this. And it was rather funny because he really was experiencing the energy and feeling it. Now, how many of you at times on your own experience the energy of someone being in the room or that they're really near you? You get that sensation there right there because I really believe that with everything going on around our lives now and in the world around us, Spirit's working doubly hard to reach through and touch us in a way that we would understand and recognize, and they're there to help us in every level. And how many of you have had an experience recently where you sometimes look at the world around you and you just want to have time out? 
I just want to be away from everybody and just stay away from everybody and have my quiet time. And I feel quite a few of you would have those experiences and feel the same way. You know, I've watched it happen. I felt it happen in my own life. And I recognize it as something that when we have something and we consider more trauma or more upsetting, we're needing to be aware of the idea that what's happened is it's heightened our awareness to be in tune to things we need to be in tune to. And if we weren't having that heightened awareness, we wouldn't be aware of it. We'd be rolling along the same way we did. And this is where it's actually a help. You know, I've had some people say to me, well, things have happened and it scared me. Well, there's no need to be frightened of anything on the spirit side of life because they're there to help us, guide us, love us, uplift us, and give us healing. <clears throat> Anyone have any other questions? The next Zoom will be on the 24th of July, and we'll have that set up. It'll be the 24th of July, 7 o'clock in the evening. We'll do the next Zoom. And that should be a nice energy there. And I'm really enjoying doing, doing this with everyone. We had quite a few people that requested or said they were trying to get in. And a lot of them didn't make it. I think some people forgot which night it was. But I look forward to doing some things in the future there. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Okay. Oh, Robin has a question. Yes, Robin. Uh, well, um, I think I put on the uh, on the page that I just started sharing my ability to, to see things with others and it's been pretty amazing yes. the results uh, so I've got my confidence in that way I've been doing the readings remotely though I haven't been doing them face to face and I yes. just wonder how I might move myself into a place where I feel comfortable doing a face to face reading well think of this way the face to face reading will probably be coming to you easier than the remote reading. And it's something that people don't think about this. Uh, when I teach a class, I always get people to close their eyes and experience reading for someone. They're sitting in the same room right across from each other, and they could be almost knee to knee. But what I do is I have them close their eyes and keep their eyes closed. Okay. It's quite amazing to not have the response of looking at the person or their body movement, or their eye movement, or their response verbally. You know, there's a lot of times I have them do that, and they really have a tough time because they're used to looking at people. So when you're not used to looking at people, and here you are being able to pick up things for them and share with them, in person should even be easier yet. Really? Wow. <laughs> <clears throat> well, that, that helps. <laughs> That should be wonderful, and I think you'd have a great time with that. Yeah, I just what, have to have my... Live I live in Pennsylvania um, on the Delaware side near New Jersey. All right. I feel you're going to find a spiritualist church, and I feel it may be a little bit of a drive, but I see you finding a spiritualist church that you're going to enjoy, and I see some people that sit in circle, and I feel to have the group you could sit with then as being a wonderful energy and upliftment to you. Okay. Well, you were, you were right when I had my first reading with you. You were right on all kinds of things that I thought weren't possible. So <laughs> uh -huh. I'll, I'll pay attention. <laughs> well, I had a flash of the church, and I feel you're going to find it, and I think you'll really enjoy it. And I see some very nice people. I think you'll have a fun time there. 
Great. Thank you. And you had an experience a short time ago of stepping back from a friendship that you were close to. And you oh, just felt yeah. like, I can't continue the energy in the manner that it was for a while there. I just can't keep doing that. Yep. <laughs> Remember something. You at moments have felt almost guilty because sometimes you look at it and you think, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. I have no desire to hurt anybody. But yet that person was really pushing you awfully hard. Yep. And, you know, sometimes we have to say, God bless them somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Any other question? No, um, that was pretty much it. But you, you just uh, nailed something that has been, I guess I would say guilty is the right word because uh, it, it was a long time friendship. Yes. Uh, yeah. And it wasn't always healthy. So. Um, right. I'm in that place already of letting go, but I still think about it a lot. So, well, I'm, I'll put it this way. When I have people like that in my life and I've had to step away, you know, it isn't the idea that you do, you don't like them. You may like them and care about them and you mm -hmm. do it in a prayerful manner, but God bless them somewhere else, preferably further away. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome, dear. God bless you. Thank you. You too. Jessica's next. <clears throat> Jessica? Hi. Hi, how are you? Oh, it's been an up and down week. Yeah. Um, my, my question is, you know, what do you do on those, in those times where you really don't feel that the world does have your back? Um, where you feel like everything's just spinning and you can't kind of get your grounding. Well, let's put it this way. It's like trying to stand on a big rubber ball and you're not real good with balance and you certainly can't control the direction it's going and you sometimes feel like you landed on your head. Yeah, pretty much this week. Well, let's put it this way. I feel what's happening around you in that manner is the events you're showing you that there's a great deal of things you're not in control of, nor will you be in control of, nor can you be in control of. And I'm seeing you now backing it down a little bit where there's areas that I can be in control and make things better, fine. But there's other areas where it's like, you know, God bless them and let go of it. And I feel like you've had a lot going on around you where emotionally, certainly you've had the best thought in the sense of saying what the outcomes would be and what you wanted the outcomes to be. But then you reach a point emotionally where it's like, I'm, I'm going in too many directions. I only got two hands. Right. And that's what I see you rebalancing now. And I would say step back, give yourself a few minutes to just be still. Even if you go take a nap or a meditation and just be still for a while, I think that'll help you. Okay. Yeah, you sometimes dislodge your energy because you have so many directions you're trying to go in at one time. Okay. Makes sense? Yeah, it makes sense. That's what I, I did that today. Big, long meditation. I'll do it again tomorrow. Yoga. I think that's great. Also, you had an experience around you recently. I'm not sure if this is friend or family, but you pulled back recently 
and you felt like when I'm around them, I feel very, very drained. Yeah, okay. And I see you stepping back more now. And if you're going to be in that person's presence and you're going to be around them, I want to say have the thought, and if you know ahead of time you're going to be around them, have the thought that you should surround yourself in light. You're blessing the energy around you. May I bring harmony, calmness, and peace and healing in my life. And nothing but good can leave me. Nothing but good can come to me. And that way, you're blessing the circumstances you're going to be stepping into, and your harmony will overpower and overtake the things that are there that are negative. Because you've had a couple of things happen with people where you can walk away so drained you're exhausted. Yeah. Don't need that, dear. Okay. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. God bless you. You too. Uh, Jean. Go ahead, Jean. Hi, Jean. Thanks. Hi. Um, you know, you come up with these gems here, and I can't write that fast. Like the <laughs> one where you said, um, nothing but, may I bring healing peace into my life, nothing but good can come to me. Do you guys like tape these, or do you have a, can we get like a, so we can play it back until we get it? <laughs> well, it, it'll be on YouTube, and you can listen to it again. Okay. I, I honestly don't remember how I worded it, but I felt it at that moment. Okay. Do you have all of them on YouTube by date or how do you do it? Yes, they're all they're all on YouTube by date. Just Google uh, Gregory Keene or Reverend Gregory Keene on YouTube. Right. Um, if your email will accept emails, I can send you the link. Okay, that would be great. Yeah, it will. Okay. Good. Okay, thank you. Welcome. The gentleman here was had his hand up. Uh, Hello. Yes, hi, Greg. Um, just as more of an observation, in terms of the remembering dreams and messages, I find it goes in cycles. There'll be periods of time where I, like day after day, of morning I'll be waking up, remember the dream, remember the message, and then, okay, then there's a dry spell, and then, yes. then it comes back again, and there's a dry spell. So I just respect the dry spells, and then when it comes, starts coming back, I have a journal, and I just write them, I write it down. I think you're absolutely right. I've seen it happen myself where you go through a period where it's like quite often a dream comes through and it would be really clear and then go through a period where it's like, I don't know what happened. It all went away. And I feel that can happen with each one of us. And to me, to solve that would be to keep the intent going and focus on the intent. And when the energy balances back out, then we're going to have the dreams more vivid and more awareness then. Okay. That's great. Any question? Um, nothing specific unless something comes to mind for you, but I don't have anything specific. Well, I feel like you've gone through quite a transition. Now, you ride a bicycle quite often? Yes. Would you recognize recently there was a small problem with something to do with a braking system on a bicycle? No, I, mean, I just got fancy pedals where my, my feet lock into the pedals. So I have to be pay attention to to get my feet out of the locking pedals before I want to stop. So that's the only thing that comes to mind. Okay. Well, I had the feeling of stopping a bicycle when I felt like I could fall, and that might be where you didn't get your feet out of the pedals. 
Okay, I, I don't remember anything specific because I actually, I, I tried it, I, I used it for the first time this past weekend, I did quite well. Good. But I was conscious of the fact that I needed to get my feet out well ahead of time when I needed the break. <laughs> okay, well they were showing me something about the breaking and I saw you stopping, but I felt like an awkward feeling and I would understand that if your foot wasn't off the pedal yet. Right, okay, it could be. Keep an eye on that. Okay. God bless you. Thank you. And April had a question. Hi, April. Hi, how are you? Um, I'm going through a lot of changes right now. And what, uh, my, what I'm needing to find now is courage and strength. Uh, but it's hard for me to become, because I've kind of always been kind of mousy and silly. And it's hard for me now to balance being strong and assertive, like saying no, without the guilt, and having the courage to walk away from negative situations. What I find myself doing is just closing down because it's so chaotic. Yeah. And I, I, you know, we're not supposed to live like that, but um, well, I, I'm exhausted. This way. There are people around you thinking that you're very tough, strong, determined, and you at times can have that ability to come across that way, and they would believe that you are that strong. But they also don't have the awareness of how sensitive you are, and you actually feel that I don't want to hurt anyone, and I don't want to do anything disruptive, but yet there's times, do I call it as I see it in a more blunt manner, or do I try to soften this a bit and deal with it in a way where I'm not being quite as direct? That makes sense? Yeah, I don't, and I don't know what to do because um, my life is, I, everything is happening this year for me, I feel. I, don't, I mean, I, yeah. I don't know. And um, I, I want to do it elegantly, spiritually. I'm changing careers. I'm moving into different directions. Um, and I, I don't, it's, it's a very negative relationship I'm in. I mean, and, um, I'm, I'm dancing around this. I'm dancing around it, dancing around it, and just exhausting myself. Well, the energy I feel there is I, I'm going to put it simple and say, you already have the answer. It's just initiating the answer. Okay. And I see you initiating the answer where it's not a blunt honesty of, of in a sense, hurting someone, but it's a blunt honesty of this is where I'm really at and this is what I really feel. And you're expressing your feelings and you're expressing where you're at in not only your emotions, but your feelings also. And as you do that, it's going to bring a calmness to you then that I have allowed myself to really share where I'm at and what I'm feeling. And once that happens, I could see them backing up and regrouping a little bit because what is to, what, what could possibly happen to make you feel guilty when there's nothing you've done wrong, you've been completely open and honest. There's no room for guilt. No. And would you understand there's a person in your life there where at times they like to turn things around where it's like, I don't know what's wrong with you, but I'm fine. I don't know what your problem is. And you're all screwed up somehow. Right. It's that projecting that whatever they're doing. And yes. um, it's overwhelmingly exhausting. And, yes. it's, it's, and they're pulling on your energy because they know what button to push to wind you up. Okay. I am and, gonna try to move back down to Florida on my own, so that. Yeah. Um, well, I, I feel the transition's gonna be fine. I feel the biggest thing was, is to emotionally have this settled and you're moving on 
but you're moving on in a positive way and you're moving on in a way that you're organizing things and setting up the priorities of what I need to do first, second, third. And as you do that, you're going to bring a great deal more peace in your life then because you're thinking about everybody else at times almost too much and it disrupts where you're needing to be and what you need to be doing. I agree. Thank you. You're Pray welcome. Me, everybody, April. <laughs> God bless. Take care. Yes. Wait a minute. Hmm. Did you ask? Oh, Serene. Serene? Anyone? Okay. Hi, Serene. Hey, How are you, Reverend? Listen. Good. How are you doing? Hanging in, hanging in. I've been, I started to finally do the cleanup. Remember, I had a reading with you a few weeks ago. I started my cleanup. I mean, it's not going as fast as I would like, but I'm still concerned about would I be given, like, the opportunity to you know, if my daughter got herself in trouble to bring my granddaughters here with me, or will I not be given that opportunity? Well, I, I don't feel a problem with the granddaughters. I think they'll be fine. And I feel the energy with the mother. I see her having some things happen that's going to force her to be responsible and force her to grow up some. And that's something that she's going to have to get a grip on. Uh, you don't think ACS will get involved and they'll try to take the girls away? No, I, I see them getting themselves, you know, I see your daughter getting herself in a little hot water over things, but I feel that she has to wake up on her own because there's times if it's you or others in the family, she doesn't listen. But if it's the outside world forcing issues on her, in other words, you know, there's laws and rules in the world that she normally doesn't feel she has to follow. She can do whatever she wants to. And I see things happening is going to force her to recognize the rules apply to her and she may not like it. And I could see her on a private level around family wanting to fight it and resist it. But on another level, I feel the outer world is going to pin her down more and make her be responsible in a way that she's not used to, which is also a maturity for her to gradually reach a maturity and understand where she needs to be. And that's coming to a very powerful level for her to wake up and realize that. And I see you being aware of and in tune to where the children are, how the children are, and that you're going to be there and available, that if you needed to, you could step up and take care of the kids. How far away geographically are they from you? Um, not far, about 30 blocks. I can easily bike over there or drive over there. Okay. About 30 blocks from me. Mm -hmm. Well, would you recognize with your daughter that she was self-abusive for a while there, be it alcohol or whatever? Yeah, she continues to drink, yes, heavily. Because I kept seeing the energy there of that, and I had the feeling here of someone calling the police on her, and that she'd end up in trouble, uh, basically, excuse the language there, but running her mouth. And I feel the energy around that. There's going to be someone who won't put up with it. And I could see them putting her in a position where, Here's the laws and rules. This is what you're going to do. If you don't do it, we'll pick you up. And I don't see a problem with the kids there. You'll be fine with the kids. No issue. I do not see it having to happen. What I see happening is, is her meeting that energy head on and realizing that she better tone it down and get a grip because she can't keep doing what she was doing. Okay, yeah. I wasn't sure if they might um. Since and the, the kids girls. are fine there. She's going to, she'll take care of the kids. The kids are going to be all right. 
Thank you, Reverend. You're welcome. Any other question? Well, the, the babies are my biggest concern. You know, like I had mentioned to you before, my apartment was pretty messy, so I'm trying to get it organized in case anything ever happened that I would be allowed to bring the girls with yeah. me. And I don't see any problem with that at all, dear. I think that's going to be just fine. It's going to work for you. I don't see any difficulty. Thank you, Reverend. You're welcome. God bless you. God bless you, too. Anyone else have a question here? Raise your hand, please. Do you want to try Nancy on the phone? Let's try Nancy on the phone and see if she uh, okay. has any question. Well, Hi. Let me see. Hello. Hi. Um, do you have any question? Well, I had my, um, it was my great-grandfather come to me, and it frightened me. This was a few years ago. So I said, go away and don't come back. And now that I understand, you know, why he was coming to me, I'm wondering how to get him back. Well, let's put it this way. I feel putting out the intent and thought that I'm, I'm sorry that I reacted to you in a way that I did. And please come to me in a way that I may understand. And it would be a blessing for you to share a message with me. And I'm really understanding and willing to listen. Okay. And as you do that, That'll make a big difference in energy there. And uh, as I'm right here now at the moment feeling, I'm seeing a woman on the spirit satellite with you, I believe to be a grandmother. I see her energy very healing, and I feel she loves you very much and watches over you. And I feel an energy recently, would you understand some family members you're very disappointed in because their attitudes about things are really pretty negative. Yes. And it's been disappointing because you were hoping that they had grown up a bit and was a little more mature than they really are. Yes. Well, I just see you stepping back and realizing that I can't get myself caught up in their negativity. Also, would you recognize someone in, I don't know if I'd term it an emergency or not, but someone would want to come and stay with you or live with you for a short period of time because supposedly they're in need? Uh, yes, that's possible. Now, who would that be to you? It might be my nephew or it could be one of my friends. All right, let me describe it this way. I kept seeing a female. I believe it's a friend. I don't think it's a nephew. And the feeling I get there, I see her having a lot of turmoil but she doesn't want to admit to herself that she created the turmoil. Okay. And I'm seeing you becoming a counselor at times here, and I feel like you're able to really help her, but I feel like she's beginning to recognize now that she's made choices that have not been the best. Okay. And I see it working out better. Now, when you were talking to nephew, how old is he? 27. Would you recognize with him that he went through a period of being rambunctious and had some attitudes there that wasn't the most positive? Yes. And I want to say, God bless him somewhere else and not to be involved in taking him in because I see him very good storyteller and he likes people to believe what he wants them to believe so he gets what he wants. Would that make sense? Yes. 
And I just see you not getting connected with that because I really feel the conditions he's in is his choice and he can, he can fix them and change them anytime he wants to, but not to get drawn into the idea of you having to be a part of the fixing it. Okay. All right. Also in the midst of that, would it be him that would want to borrow your car? Uh, yes, possibly. I want to put it simply, no. Okay. I don't know what would happen. I have no idea. But I just felt like that just, if, if you don't have it in the vo vocabulary now, you need to. Okay. Because I see him, and I'm not saying he would intentionally do something, but I could see him in his confusion of energy and him not caring, not treating your vehicle in the manner it should be, and he could come back and hand you the keys and go, well, I'm sorry that happened. Okay. You don't need that there. No. You can't afford to take care of everything for him or anybody else, really, and you're taking care of you better now. Yes. All right. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Any other question? No. Well, you have a good evening, dear. You too. Anyone else have anything they'd like to ask? All right. Well, we're just about up on the hour here, and we're going to have the next one, uh, the 20... 24th of July at 7 p.m. And it'll be the Eastern time here. And we'll do the show and we'll have this again. And if you guys would like to pose some questions, uh, go to my site where you can put the, put a message in and post some questions you have interest in learning. And I'll look at the idea of what I can add in or bring in. Or email. Or email. Email. If you Either wanted way. to email. Either way. Either way. Then if you wanted to email, just go to the website. You can email me and state some questions you have there, and we'll see what we can do for the next show. Well, thank you so much for being with us. I enjoy seeing all of your smiling faces. Have fun. Thank you. Thank you. God bless. God bless. Bye-bye. Take care. Love you guys. Good night. Good night. Bye. Bye.